welcome to the Avenue Mama podcast, where we explore the avenues of motherhood, mindset, and mompreneurship. I know you're a busy mama, so during each show, I've built in time for you to apply the tip or lesson to your life while you listen. I'm your host, Annie Vovant, mother of two, and this podcast was created because mom guilt is real, and so are our dreams. So let's get rid of mom guilt once and for all. Girl, let's get started. Welcome back, Mama. Today we are on the avenue of money, 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 money. (laughs) And this was a bonus episode because I just had to get on here and talk about two real life examples that happened to me in the last few days because of our community and because I do not want either of these situations happen to you and your business. So I had to jump on and share my own two cents about this. (laughs) Two cents, get it, ironically. We're talking about money. The first case study comes with one of my clients, Bestina, and Bestina is a certified doula. And we're talking about how she could grow her business, how she could scale, how she can go from one to one to one to many, meaning her job right now is to take care of one family, one at a time, and that she'd love to start her online course. And I say to her, well, if you handed her over, this family over, to an amazing, amazing, amazing family by January, February, you'd be able to start making that income and impact and reach a lot more moms sooner than later. And it took a while for her to realize that could be a possibility because she is such a hands-on, wonderful human being. And I know that it probably felt like uh, a kick to the gut to think that she wouldn't help this baby. And I'm not saying she can't, but here's what I wanted her to think about. I said, okay, bestie, why don't you start finding people to join your team? You could vet people. You could meet them in real life. As long as they are certified, you can tell them how they get certified and then they could do this work. The last time I checked, babies are still being born every single day, and there are a population of people who uses overnight help anyway. So I said, yeah, if you find these people, they can give you a referral fee if they get booked. And this is when the little case study comes to play. She said, no, I can't take a referral fee. And I said, why not? She said, you know, it's okay, because you know what? I actually didn't do any work to deserve that fee. Um, what? So I told her, I said, Okay, let's let's just play this out real quick. So how do people find you to know you and to realize that you're overbooked right now? And she says, you know, I don't know where they find me. They find me and they must have talked to someone at their school or some friends or something like that. And I said, exactly. They've heard about you. You don't even have a website. Your reputation is where you stand right now. And she's like, yeah. And I said, you've done the work. You've done the work to prove that you are a reliable resource and that you've done the work to receive this phone call. And if you get to know a subset of women that you could meet, that you could feel good about, that you could spend so many times like shoulder to shoulder and taking care of a baby, however you want it to be, however it needs to be so you feel comfortable. And if you want to hook that sister up with a job because they're coming at you and she's thriving because of you and you don't want to be compensated for that why wouldn't you want that and then she was like yeah I, ha- I have done this work to get where I am and I said exactly I said bestie what sport are you not good at she said tennis and I said okay it's different 
it's not that people are calling you up and saying, hey, hey, um, you know, you're not really good at tennis, but do you know anyone that plays tennis? And then you're like, yeah, uh, Sally Johnson plays tennis. And then here you go. It's not that at all. What's happening here is they trust your opinion. And if you find people that you trust going through whatever process feels good to you, you actually can serve more families in this way. It's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing to let go of some of your business so other people have some of that business. It is not a bad thing. And to be compensated for those people who've gotten the business without working for that. Does that make sense? And then it could play out. Then they could refer people and so forth and so on and so on. I took it a step further because Bestie and I met because we were in the same program. James Wedmore, shout out. Woohoo! Bestie found out about James Wedmore from Manifestation Babe, Catherine uh, Z. And she talked about Catherine Z so much when I first met her. And I said, okay, look at your girl, Catherine Z, who was an affiliate for James Wedmore. Do you think that she feels the least bit resistant to the fact that she got an affiliate fee for being an affiliate for selling James's program that you are both, you and I are both in? Does that make her less than? Does that make her non-deserving? And she said, no. She said, because of her, I am here and I'm learning everything. I'm going to step into my power. I'm going to offer more services to more than one mom at a time. And I'm like, yes, yes. So mama, if this is you and there is compensation that you are not taking and receiving, I really want you to think about that. I really want you to realize that it is okay to receive compensation. All right, case study number two. Last week, I get a cold call from somebody I didn't know who reached out and said they wanted to be on my podcast. And I got to talking to her and I asked her, okay, well, do you have something to sell to my audience? And she was like, no, 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 I'm not going to sell them anything. And maybe she didn't know me very well, but I said, why wouldn't you make an offer to my audience? Listen, I don't think offers are bad. I am in the mindset that if I have something to help you, if I can solve a problem, if I figure something else out that you need, if I can create joy, save you time, save you stress, provide happiness in whatever capacity that I'm helping my moms and my programs create, why isn't there an exchange of energy, which is money? Money is an exchange of energy. Money is an exchange of energy. This is how I'm choosing to look at it, and I'm inviting you to look at it. And so I'm like, wait a second. So you have this program, you have this course, you have something to offer my subset of people in my community, yet you don't want to talk about it because why? Here's something to think about. Maybe she wasn't super duper duper in love with her product. Maybe it was still beta testing or whatnot, but she could fill the the spot of a couple other people I've talked to the same result. Hey, do you have something to offer my audience? Because if I bring someone on the podcast, you best believe they have some value, whether you pay for it or not, but they're going to bring value to you. They're going to bring value because this is what I want. I want you mamas to have the resources to do things. And if that means you need to pay uh, and compensate the instructor of said thing, then yeah, yes, it's a value. It's just an exchange of value and time. Okay, so my point is this. If you're hung up about not asking people for the product or service that you sell, I want you to ask yourself, do you really love it? Do you love it so much that 
it's like a no-brainer and people are silly not to take you up on this offer, maybe you need to tweak it. Maybe you need to adjust the price. Maybe you need to add more value. Maybe you need to add so much value that it's just like a no-brainer, right? It's like a no-brainer when you can create so much value or when you talk about it, you're like, yeah, I know it's ridiculous that it's only this price, right? You think about selling. We sell all the time. Do you realize that? If I told you about my favorite Thai restaurant right now, it's called Thai Hub. It's off Pacific Coast Highway and uh, Hawthorne in the city of Torrance. They have the best Thai food, the street food. It is so darn good. I've eaten a lot of Thai food in my day. Um, this is better than any place in Thai town that I've had. Yeah, that's a big claim. And I'm telling you, it is good. You need to go. So I just sold you that, right? Because I believe in how good the food was. And that's how I want you to feel about your product or service, that you love it so much that it's like a no-brainer. You like it so much that it's like people would be crazy not to take you up on that offer. Now, I want to talk about real quick how I got to where I am in my photography business. If you don't know, I'm a lifestyle photographer. Uh, actually, let's rewind. I'm a pharmacist turned lifestyle photographer when I became a mom, hence the mompreneur thing. Um, and it took a while for me to love my offer because I didn't feel confident in what I was offering. I didn't feel confident in my skill set. I didn't feel confident that I could work in any kind of lighting situation. So therefore, I limped around with my pricing. So I was like, oh, it's $100 or $250 or $350, whatever, for everything. Because I was like, okay, if it's not crazy expensive, then they're not going to get mad if they don't really like it. It's not like breaking the bank, right? And I realize now that my lack of loving my offer came from, I'm sorry, the lack of raising my prices came from the lack of loving my offer. And so fast forward, this is my 15th year now in photographing families, and I see it all day long in Facebook groups. Does anyone know of an affordable photographer? Does anyone know of anyone shooting family sessions? And when people use that word affordable, I don't chime in because I'm not, I'm not affordable anymore because I am confident. I'm confident that what they get from with me is a value that they will get nowhere else. I am confident that any toddler or any child of any age will have a good time. I'm confident because it's not about pressing that button on your camera and taking a picture. It is 95% relationships. It is a thousand percent the preparation of getting your client there on time. It is 50 million percent making sure dad is not irritable, cracking jokes, being silly, bringing bubbles, um, twirling around, singing crazy songs, talking about toilet humor. It is a thousand percent of what they don't see the value add, right? So I also help you with your wardrobe. So now I'm a pretty expensive photographer and that's okay because I'm confident of what I deliver. I've done enough pilot work to deliver. I've messed up enough on my family to deliver. And then I increase my prices little by little. And then I test the market little by little. So before you pitch yourself to be on a podcast or be on someone's blog or do something of that nature where you're going to be exposing your vulnerabilities more than your own community, because your own community is going to be a lot more forgiving than a community of new people. I really want you to just to love the product or service that you have, truly. And then when you truly love the product or service you have, you'll have so much confidence in like 
selling it, right? Let's just say that um, woman that called loved her product and I said, do you have an offer? And she'd be like, yeah, it's an insane offer. You'll get the result. It's, it's so good. And I just can't wait for that transformation to happen. Done and done. Okay, last thing. Really want to keep this episode down to 15 minutes. I want you, when you have time, mama, to take out a piece of paper and you're going to write two letters to money as though money was a person. So you're going to sit down quietly, no distractions around, and I just want you to tell money, your person in your life, everything. How you don't trust it, how you feel insecure about it, how, what else did I write in my letter? Like, I love you, but you never stick around. I see you, but then you go, and I don't feel secure about you. And just get all those feelings out, like as if it's a person. I know you just got to trust me on this exercise because I've done this with my mamas in my programs and it works. So you'll start thinking about, oh my gosh, where did this money mindset come from? How do I think about money in such a way that just doesn't serve me, okay? So after that, you're going to take out a new piece of paper and I want you to write the letter to money as though money was your best friend how money served you, how money was there for you, and how, in fact, money has always been there for you, and money has always come through, and you've always figured it out, and you guys always figured it out together, and when you're together, you have great times and so forth. You get it? So going into this holiday season, a lot of people go into crazy, crazy, crazy debt, and you don't want to start your year off that way. I really want you to think about, how can I stretch? How can I provide entertainment for my children, but for less money? I recently went to the Great Wolf Lodge, and it took a lot of self-talk before I got there to myself and to my children about what we are going to spend money on because I get to look at money as a way of energy, and I like to see a lot of it hanging out with me than not. I like to see numbers going up in my bank account. It makes me feel good. I like that kind of energy. I like seeing it, right? So that being said, when we looked at breakfast, it could have been $50 to go to the breakfast buffet. I knew that, that the kids could have wanted to go, but you know, kids, they don't eat much. Or I can get donuts and breakfast sandwiches at Dunkin' Donuts at the little kiosk that they have there. That's what we did. And maybe a long time ago, I was just throwing money at stuff because, hey, it was easier. And knowing that there's going to be so many things that are going to attract my kids to want to purchase, I set them up. I said, hey, I'm spending money going to the Great Wolf Lodge to begin with, and we didn't get the fancy room, and that's okay, Because we want to have money to do other things. We want to have money to provide for us, right? And so I said, we're not going to get those special ones. We're not going to get extra candy. But we are going to have a great time. And they were okay. And they didn't whine. They didn't beg. So I just hope that supports you with anything. Take what you like and forget the rest. And if this money mindset supports you, I really want to hear from you. I really want to know what's going on with money for you. Did you do that exercise with writing out your feelings about money? Because it's really releasing. And also, you'd be surprised at how much of your money stuff comes from the way you were raised. So everything can be changed. The way you think about something can be changed on a dime. So I hope you enjoy this podcast. I put together... A list of 30 money affirmations for you. It's a printable. You can go to avenuemama.com forward slash money. It's a printable. You could look at something every day. You can recite it out loud. So we want to make sure that we say these affirmations with the right way to end it and tie it up in a bow, right? So money comes to me abundantly so that I can invest in the wealth and the happiness of my children in vacations or whatever have you. Make it a little bit more directive. You can say things like, I believe in myself and the ability to exceed every quarter. Money comes to me 
easily and effortlessly by my relationships with my vendors. Um, money creates a positive impact in my life by my positive attitude that I choose with every day. So those are the kinds of affirmations that I have for you. So check it out, avenuemama.com forward slash money. And as always, take a screenshot, tag Avenue Mama. Let me know that you're listening and share it with your community so that more moms can listen to this and really feel free about money and not be reluctant when compensation is there and readily deserved. Okay, mama, meet me here next week.